Listen. Hello? We go out, we hit people in the mouth. You play to win the game. Next fan up. I want winners. Featuring Pod Vader and the Superfans. They are who we thought they were. Hello and welcome to this special edition of the Next Fan Up Podcast. Hi everybody, it's Pod Vader here. Just jumping in to give you an intro to what is an annual event here at Blog Talk Radio. The third annual Blog Talk Radio Fantasy Football Experts League Draft. It's been a great pleasure to put this together for the three years that I've been employed by Blog Talk Radio, and hopefully there'll be many, many more. It's been an interesting ride. We started with a 10-team league, uh, standard scoring. This year we've expanded to 14 teams with half-point PPR scoring, so uh, getting a little bit more complex adding a few more teams, making it that much more challenging. Uh, All of this is being played out on ESPN uh, through the ESPN.com fantasy site. And there's a link in the show notes to the league so that you can follow along. Uh, All of the teams will be uh, tweeting about this. A few already have tweeted about the draft. So hopefully you're following along. Uh, It's going to be a fun ride. Everybody's going to be introduced. They're going to talk a little bit about their podcasts. And of course, you can always get any of these podcasts at blogtalkradio.com, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, AHA Radio, anywhere great podcasts are heard, you're going to be able to hear these podcasts. So without further ado, it's my pleasure to present the third annual Blog Talk Radio Fantasy Football Experts League Draft. Hello and welcome to the third annual Blog Talk Radio Fantasy Football Expert League Draft. And I probably threw in extra words, but who cares? That's what we are. That's what we do. And uh, as I mentioned, this is the third time that we have done this, and we have grown. We started with uh, standard scoring, 10 teams. We're now a 14-team league with a half point per reception, uh, and we're very excited to bring this to you. Uh, just to set uh, a little bit or, or reset a little bit from last year, uh, Jay from Rasball is the defending champion, and he is back uh, in this particular draft. Uh, I have been a part of this draft, obviously, for three years. I don't think if I was if I wasn't a part of this, I don't think this would be happening, most likely. But uh, I'm very glad to bring uh, 13 other shows on Blog Talk Radio here, all with fantasy football expertise, all here to break it down and share with you exactly the way that we're going to draft. 14 teams, snake draft, half point per reception. Otherwise, everything else is standard. We're playing on ESPN.com. I'll have a link to our uh, league so you can follow along in the public sense, and I'm sure... Many of the folks here who have websites will have that link on their website so that you can follow along all season long. And with that, the first pick in the draft was made, and that first pick was made by Joel Hennard of the Fantasy Insiders. Hello, Joel. How are you doing? I'm great, Jay. Thanks for having us again, you know, for this third year. It's wonderful to be here. Awesome. Joel, how uh, how have things changed in three years for this league for you? I mean, other than the fact that is this is your first time with the first pick in the draft, right? This is. Uh, I think last year I had fifth, and the year before that I had the uh, 10th pick in the draft. I mean, I was at the turn at one point, which I'm kind of favorable of, but uh, I, I'm happy to have the first pick, you know, get it out of the way, make the first pick. David Johnson, I think that he'll be a stud running back this year. What has changed this year for me? 
we have more teams and I'm in more trouble. <laughs> so who did you go with ultimately with the number one pick in the draft? Uh, David Johnson running back out of Arizona. I mean, uh, you, you can't go wrong with him. I, I don't think that there's a, a person in this room that says that I would be wrong or, or, you know, there's an argument for anyone else, but David Johnson. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's a, a fairly safe pick. Um, there might be some people who might think the guy who was taken number two overall uh, would have been the number one, but I think you're pretty good with David Johnson, especially in a point per reception league. I think he's definitely going to add some super value there at number one. I agree. Thanks. You are the baseball guy, though, in this draft. You've I, you've readily admitted that. I am. I follow fantasy baseball uh, more than I follow fantasy po- football. We'll have a new show this year on Blog Talk Radio on the Fantasy Insiders. Our host is Levi Severos. He is from so-called fantasyexperts.com. I'll be sitting alongside him and learning, learning, learning for 16 weeks because he's going to help me more than you guys know. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Joel. We'll be talking again later on as the draft continues with the number two pick in the fantasy draft. Uh, we have a newcomer here, the Keepers from FanRag Sports. It's Chris. Uh, hi, Chris. Welcome to the uh, Blog Talk Radio family. Hey, Jay. How are we doing? Glad to be here. Awesome. And uh, I mentioned, uh, I sort of gave a little a little tease as to whom you picked. I think Levian Bell is a very popular pick, is number one overall in most drafts. Uh, but yeah. I certainly don't fault Joel for going with David Johnson. At number one. Yeah, it was going to be an easy pick for me. I was picking whatever running back fell to me. I was hoping, crossing my fingers, that it was David Johnson. But I'm pretty happy that I get Le'Veon Bell. Uh, tell me a little bit about the podcast. Well, it is a brand new podcast uh, that is covering fantasy football for FanRag Sports. I am not uh, the only host on there. I am a co-host, uh, my co-host, who is probably going to judge me for my performance here. I'm actually using her fantasy list, so I'm trying to get myself. Uh, I don't want to get in any trouble. All right. Well, hopefully you don't get in any trouble. I think you're safe with Levy and Bell at number two. Uh, so you're off to a good start. Yeah, so far, so good. Uh, with the number three pick in the draft, another Pittsburgh Steeler off the board. It's Antonio Brown and Doug from DFSR.com joining us. uh, uh, Not a newcomer. Uh, He's joining us again. He's a returner from last year. Hi, Doug. Hey, how's it going? Uh, Returning. Didn't do so well last year. Looking to improve on on last year's showing. We uh, our our podcast and website deal mostly in the daily space. So I'm going to the Daily Fantasy, FanDuel, and DraftKings. So I'm going to drum it up to that on the, on the season-long thing, but looking to improve uh, for sure. You went with wide receiver here, not a running back. What were you – I mean, Antonio Brown. I mean, it's it's tough to argue against Antonio Brown at number three. Yeah, at that point, I'm just kind of looking for consistency. Those The next tier of running backs after those two studs, um, it drops off pretty mightily there. I think, you know, when he plays – Brown's probably the most consistent receivers in terms of target, you know, conversions and uh, just overall targets. So I'm happy to take him there. It's not great to not get a running back, but um, I think with the third pick, I'm after after missing those two studs. I'm I'm fine with I'm fine with them there. It's a solid pick. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault you. I, so far, I don't think there's any pick in the first round that we can fault anyone for taking. So uh, it's. Uh, I'm a horrible host is basically what I'm trying to say. Here. <laughs> no, you're, just, you're complimentary and that's good. Good hosts always compliment everybody. So that's uh, you're doing your job. Well, Doug, thanks for coming back. Tell us a little bit more about uh, the podcast you got there. 
Yeah, it's uh, my co-host James Davis and I. We break down uh, you know different plays each week for FanDuel and DraftKings. Uh, we offer a premium service that just kind of helps you win on those sites. One of our users won the million dollar, the Millie Maker last year on DraftKings. Um, looking to continue that kind of success. So yeah, daily is more of our game. So if you're playing FanDuel, DraftKings, other sites like that, come check out uh, the DFSR podcast, Daily Fantasy Sports Rankings. You know, the best part about this whole thing, Doug, is if I do end up faltering at any point, I can fall back on 13 others uh, that can make can pick up the slack for me in terms, of, in terms of running the podcast. Thanks for joining us, Doug. All right. Uh, here comes uh, an old veteran uh, from the podcasting uh, drafts. It is Brandon filling in for her sister, Ashley, from her fantasy football Brandon, Ashley came in uh, second last year, thought she was going to go wire to wire. But just like last year, I have a problem with scheduling the draft when she's actually able to join us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The good news is that uh, we shared DNA, so we think quite a bit alike. It should be pretty standard, really. In fact, we started laughing about it. We, you know those bitmojis, you know, that you make to look like yourself on your phone? Yeah. Uh, I, she sent me one, and I sent... It, we actually made the exact same bitmoji. Literally, they're, they're exa- they look exactly the same. <laughs> I start laughing with the ponytail, the red lipstick, everything. Literally, they look exactly the same. And we were just laughed. We're like, wow, DNA. That's science right there. So would she approve of Odell Beckham Jr. here at number four? Oh, yeah. Easy peasy. That, that was an easy one for me. Um, I still think that he's going to be by far the number one target on that team. Um, and he's a stud. I feel good about him. I, you know, I like everyone at the beginning of the draft. It's, you know, I mean, I'd love all the other people we talked about too, but it just didn't happen. Now, do you think Ashley's second place finish was because you, she drafted so many Browns for her last season? No, I think the Browns came up real prior. That was like legit. Come on now. Come on now. I mean, you got you got to give me some credit on that one. No, you were like, there's no way, man. There's no way. But it, it worked out. Isaiah Crowell. I mean, he kind of had some bad games there too, but that wasn't really his fault. But you know, yeah, I I, I think that uh, she did a great job. My thing is in fantasy, the goal is to make the playoffs because anything can happen in that given week. But if you made the playoffs, then that means you played good fantasy all year long. So that should really be the ultimate goal, and then the championship should be the gravy. Now, you have a lot of cool stuff going on with Her Fantasy Football. Tell us a little bit about what's going on with the podcast and what's some of the stuff going on around the show. Yeah, so we are um, uh, we're doing a weekly show. Uh, every single Thursday, we post a new show. Uh, at the end of the month, we're going to be at the Fantasy Sports Show in Toronto, which is a fantasy football conference. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we're going to be doing a ton of workshops there. Uh, I'm doing the keynote on Friday night. There's all sorts of great stuff going on. Uh, I also do video work for Fantasy Alarm. And then we, together as our fantasy football, do a radio show on Saturday nights on Sirius XM from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern every Saturday night through football season. So come check us out. And we're going to be doing an all-female fantasy league that's going to be headed up by uh, Kimra Schlesinger, who she actually won the fantasy football championship for Scout.com last year. Uh, she's a big-time uh, high-stakes league player, and we're going to be doing a, a big-time fantasy with her so yeah awesome well thanks for coming back for year three and it's now my pick and i I can't stand taking players that are in the afc east that are not on the new england patriots but 
LaShawn McCoy, the running back from Buffalo, it's a half-point PPR league. I just feel like there's too much value to miss here. This isn't a bad pick, is it, Brandon? No, no, it's like one of the best picks. You can't do that, man. You can't, like, shut down a whole division of football that's going against you. Like, come on now. Yeah, you're better than that. Come on. Come on. Oh, no. I'm really not better than that. Fantasy football almost daily. And that is being represented by Matt Harrison, a newcomer. Hi, Matt. Hey, Jay. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. It's a pleasure to have you join the league. Uh, Welcome to the Blog Talk family. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your pick here with Mike Evans. Uh, Mike Evans is kind of my safe play. Uh, lots of conversions on first downs. Uh, he should be looking really great this year. Jameis Winston's looking like a stud. I just like everything about that offense this year. So it feels like uh, Mike Evans has that number one receiver upside and getting him at six makes me feel pretty comfortable. Nice. Tell us a little bit about the podcast you got there. Uh, the Fantasy Football Almost Daily podcast is kind of an extension of our uh, Saturday radio show called Fantasy Football Weekly. Um, that airs in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's the longest-running fantasy football show on the planet. Uh, we are in year 23 of doing that fantasy football show. Uh, my co-hosts, Paul Charchian and uh, Brian Johnson, also joined the Fantasy Football Almost Daily podcast with us. And uh, we do that from the office whenever we have time and whenever, uh, whenever the, uh, the mood hits to, to put a good podcast out. So uh, we've been doing it for a while. Uh, we do season-long stuff, play a few games. And then uh, usually on Fridays, uh, we have a uh, DFS podcast, which uh, this year we'll be focusing on uh, our new company and our new player in the DFS market, Fanball.com. So that's the awesome. exciting stuff from our uh, our end of the world. Awesome. Well, uh, con- uh, again, welcome to the family, and congrats on joining the, the league, and good luck to you. Yeah, thank you. All right, next up on the board is the defending champion. It is Jay from Rasball. Hello, champ. Hey, thanks for having me on again, Jay. Other hey. Jay. You're like the least evil Jay, I feel like. <laughs> Maybe more evil. I don't know you that well. Hmm. Am I the evil Jay or are you the evil Jay? Because you actually won. My dark side powers didn't come through for me. Yeah, after a fashion. We're going to have to think about it. We'll discuss later. We'll figure Mm. it out. All right. You went with Melvin Gordon. I'm not a big fan of Melvin Gordon, but uh, I I know he's a top pick. I mean, he's ranked really high in everyone's draft board. I just don't like Melvin Gordon as as a fantasy player. Then you sound more evil. I think you take that mantle. (laughs) I'm I'm a little uncomfortable with going. I had thought of going receiver. Of course, we are going to have PPR this uh, season. I just, you know, I assumed that in the second round, I could have my pick of um, upper tier receivers. I did uh, with playing Doug Baldwin, but not to get too ahead of myself. I do like having a running back in the first round, no matter what format. It just makes me feel better. A little bit of warm and fuzziness going inside, and I like that feeling. So that, that's why I went with uh, my ultimate decision. I do like Gordon this season. I just, you know, it, it could be the fact I'm a Chargers fan, but it, it could also not be that fact. I'm still deciding. Uh, okay. Uh, do you like the Chargers now in L.A. more than in San Diego? Will that make a difference for you? Yeah, I have a unique take on it just because I've lived in both cities. I grew up in San Diego and I lived in Los Angeles for three or four years. And to me, it's 
basically the same thing. Um, I can, I can rest assured that the fan base is just as fickle in both markets, so I'm sure that won't change. But to me, it didn't strike me as a personally uh, big deal. Uh, and, you know, to be honest, I haven't lived in San Diego uh, since I left for college. So it's, it's been quite a while since I've been in the city. So, so this, the change to different cities didn't really affect me too much. But uh, for the San Diego fan base, it is still pretty bad for them. So I do appreciate their, their scenario that they're going through. So. You're off to a, to a roaring start once again. And uh, we'll see if you can maintain the top spot. Uh, in this year's fantasy league. All right. At uh, the eighth pick of the draft, we have another newcomer. It is Dale from eat sleep fantasy. That podcast is available wherever great podcasts are heard. They're all available wherever great podcasts are heard. Dale, unfortunately could not join us for the draft. He went with Julio Jones, the wide receiver from Atlanta. Another great pick. Like I said, it's tough to have a bad pick in the uh, first round of the draft. Uh, next up is Team Football by Football. That is Matt Chatham. Hello, Matt. Welcome back. This is your third time around, too. It is. It is. I should finally uh, have a better sense of what the hell I'm doing now. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, go ahead. What's up? Well, you went running back. You went the Chicago Bears, Jordan Howard. Yeah. I mean, the, I guess the thought process there is he's got a mild injury history. I've been burned in the past with Marshawn Lynch a couple of years ago. DeAndre Hopkins banged up and ineffective a year ago and not taken back early enough. So he felt like a sort of safe, high touch guy for an offense is probably going to be poor. <laughs> and the, the PPR angle helps me a little bit. He'll catch a few balls. And I think a lot of those will be check downs because I'm not sure that's going to be much of an offense. But uh, yeah, that was as safe as I felt anyway in the moment. Matt, uh, what do you got going on with the podcast this year? Yeah, so me, Brady Quinn, and Brady Papinga, uh, three former players, will still keep pumping out stuff throughout the year. And as always, sort of factored around our own travel schedules. So I'll still be doing fantasy, or excuse me, fantasy. I'll be still in college football uh, as a broadcaster on the weekend for ESPN. Uh, Brady travels and, and works for Fox, but then does uh, his studio stuff for CBS during the week. And then Brady Papinga is out in L.A. doing Fox Sports Radio through the week. So we kind of are a fluid, let's put it, uh, podcast. We always pull at least one up, sometimes two a week, but we float a bit based upon uh, travel schedules and things like that and interviewing coaches and all that nonsense. So, um, yeah, we're, we'll still be plowing away with the show. Excited to be doing it. We're actually going to do a little more college this year. Uh, not me personally. Uh, Brady's been talking about branching out and doing a, a solo college show. And, you know, you know me, Jay, because I work so much here with Nesson and locally with the Patriots. We end up doing a lot of Patriots content, and it, it, it'll, it'll continue to lean that way this year as well. All right. Well, uh, good luck to you, Matt. Uh, I know in year three, I mean, that's, that's when players usually make that really big jump, right? They make the big jump from year one to year two, but it's year three when the, when the player actually really feels his oats out on the football field. I'll roll with that. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 that's the saying. Sometimes it's two, sometimes it's three. I took Michael Thomas here as a two-bump guy for me being my third year. Maybe I should have had better bump last year than I did. But in in uh, disclosure here, I don't know if you say the board there, Jay, but I just took Tom Brady. So I'm feeling 2007-ish right now. I'm feeling good about that one. So, And I wasn't crazy about taking a quarterback this early, but just couldn't let that slide by just in the event that he ends up throwing for 100 touchdowns this year. Just want that on the board. Uh, when I get back to that pick, uh, I'm going to curse you for making <laughs> I figured you would. Next up, uh, with the 10th pick in the first round, we have Matt Friedman from Rotoviz. And, uh, it says here that your team name is the Oracle's Audibles, Matt. Where, where's that? 
Where's the name of that come from? Oh, it's from uh, the league, the uh, you know the TV show about fantasy sports. In the pilot episode years ago, there was this kid named Matt Friedman who you know is like a an eleven year old kid who's obsessed with fantasy sports, and uh, you know no wife, no kids, just pure football knowledge. And that was basically me, even though I was like in my twenties. So uh, I took the Oracle as my Twitter handle. All right, sounds good. You're a newcomer to the league. Tell us a little bit about uh, the podcast you got going on there. Sure. So uh, Rotoviz has a number of podcasts, uh, multiple shows per week. Uh, you know, obviously we have one that's a, a DFS oriented show and uh, I'm the editor in chief of Fantasy Labs, but started out at Rotoviz and have continued to do the podcast there. Uh, but really uh, it's focused, you know, on Monday there's a, a show that kind of recaps what happened on the weekend, if there were injuries, what that might mean for the shows, uh, for the, the players coming up. On Tuesday, there's often an interview show with someone in the in, in the industry. On Wednesday, there's the numbers game, which is a sports analytics show looking, uh, you know, kind of deep dives into data. On Thursday, there's a DFS show. And then on Friday, there's a mailbag. So, yeah, quite a bit that happens during the week. Uh, you went with A.J. Green, the wide receiver from Cincinnati. Again, you can't have a bad pick in the first round. Well, you could, but no one has so far. Yeah, you know, it, it's uh, it's one of those things where I haven't uh, been picking at this position in drafts. And so uh, A.J. Green is the first uh, – this is the first time I've had him in a draft. So happy to get him. Uh, you know, he's a, a perennial, you know, 1,200-yard guy. Uh, I think there were a lot of things that worked against the Bengals last year that uh, won't be won't be problems this year. So uh, I'm excited to see how he does. All right. Well, we'll definitely come back around and we'll we'll talk some more as the draft is continuing. But thanks for joining and welcome to the Blog Talk Radio team. All right. Thanks for having me. Kevin from the Fantasy Football Guys, also a newcomer to the Blog Talk Radio family. Hello, Kevin. Hey, how you doing, Jay? I guess you're well, not really a newcomer to the Blog Talk Radio family. Uh, as, as you were part of the family, kind of kind of went away for a little bit, then came back. But uh, you're definitely a newcomer to the Fantasy Football Expert League, so welcome to the league. Thank you. Happy to be here. It's, uh, it's always nice to be a noob, you know? <laughs> uh, you went with Devontae Freeman, uh, so you went running back here towards the end of the first round. Yeah, I did. I mean, I've done a lot of mock drafts where I, I'm in the back of the of the the list, um, and I always seem to end up with him. And especially in the PPR, I'm happy with that because you know he's he's going to the, um, get some points in that arena as well. So uh, it was between it was between Devontae and AJ Green, and Green slipped out in front of me, and so like leaving Devontae Freeman for me, and Lyle and I are happy to have him. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about the show. Well, we're actually starting our 13th season um, this year. Um, Lyle and I are, are both from Delaware. We, we're, we both were web designers at a, at a company, and we decided to start a fantasy football show in 2005. Uh, we've been doing it ever since. Um, this year, we're going to do or continue our, our live shows on Saturday mornings. Um, we're going to do our usual Wednesday night preview shows, and we're also going to do some waiver wire shows on Tuesdays as well. So we're pretty excited for the season to get going. I know I'm super excited for the season. I don't know what it is. I, I mean, 
I'm I'm struggling a little bit hosting the show and drafting at the same time, but I'm I'm really super excited about the league this year, and I'm super glad that uh, you're able to join us and and welcome to the show. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for the invite. Anytime, we will talk some more as the draft goes along. Let me bring in Todd from Fantasy Sharks. Hi, Todd. Hi. How's it going tonight? It's going well. Now I know we were having some technical difficulties with with you before the show began, were you able to actually make your draft picks? Yeah, actually, it looks like I have. I've been checking my phone, and I've actually got my, my guys. Uh, I can, I'm can. i not sure if you can see them or not, but uh, I, I very happily selected Jordy Nelson. Yes. Uh, like, yes. So uh, I, even though uh, my heart bleeds purple, all right, Matt Harrison and, and boys at Fanball, uh, I've, I've been a fan of theirs for years uh, I've I've known Paul Charging for a long time. I was actually their last guest picker ever in their weekly newspaper when I came out. So, uh, Matt, check that out. If you got your old copies on hand, I'm that guy. I'm I'm the guest picker, and I beat you all. So, uh, just look for that. But yes, I'm very happy with Jordy Nelson. He's a proven stud. He's Aaron Rodgers' go-to guy. All he does is produce. Uh, I just got to knock on wood and, and pray that he stays healthy. Now, Todd, Fantasy Sharks, I believe this is the third straight year Fantasy Sharks has been represented, but this is definitely your first time in the league, and you're already throwing out trash talk. I love it, Todd. Well, you know, you got to have some game if you're going to be playing with some big boys. So, yeah, I got some game, but if I get schooled, I get schooled, you know. I, I've been looking forward to the chance to to compete against some of the experts, so – I thank you very much for the chance and the opportunity. Uh, looking forward to it. Should be a good year. All right. Tell us a little bit about Fantasy Sharks. All right. Well, uh, I've been there for three years, and uh, we do a weekly show, myself and uh, uh, my my co-host, Gary Davenport. Uh, he wasn't able to make it tonight, uh, so he graciously offered to let me have the slot. Uh but, uh, yeah, we do a week- weekly radio show, and we have a third person to come in as a guest. And based on the, uh, how well that they like it, how we like it, that sort of thing, they may be offered uh, the same that was offered to me uh, is a, another co-host slot. Uh, so we have a show every Wednesday night, and uh, it's been a thrill doing it, and I hope to do even more. All right. Well, Todd, thanks for joining us, and uh, good luck to you. Thank you much. All right. D-Rex of Pyromaniac.com. D-Rex is uh, returning. Is this your third year or only your second year, D-Rex? Second. Nice. And you were uh, you were a contender for the title at one point, I believe, as well. You you were going pretty close wire to wire. I think, think the uh, her fantasy football team ended up beating you, right? Yeah, I think I came in third. It was it was. It was hard to match up with uh, Razball last year. With the, he had he had Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson. I knew it spelled trouble uh, coming right out of the uh, the draft a year ago. So yeah, we'll see. It's uh, it's gonna excited to be back and uh, let's see if I can uh, take it a, a couple steps higher here in year two. Well, you uh, also here towards the end of the first round at pick thirteen, uh, take Jay Ajayi, the running back from Miami. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like my my second batch of tears. Um, there's a there's a significant fall off at the running back position. So one of the things I was uh, just wanting to do is 
pretty much grab the best running back that was there. Um, if if the uh, JGI kind of uh, you know Demarco Murray zone was was gone, I wasn't going to go with the rookies, and I would have slid over to the wide receiver spot. But I was happy JGI made it. Um, Eat sleep football. I feel like got pretty uh, lucky to have um, good old Julio Jones at the eighth slot, but we'll see. It's a long draft, and uh, I'm glad we added some PPR action to the mix. Um, and we got 14 teams. I've never drafted from the 13th slot, so exciting. Good, to, good to compete with such uh, great fantasy football minds. Tell us a little bit about what you guys got going on at Pyromania, because I think you guys have made some changes, right? Yeah, you know, one of the things we definitely uh, have done is we've we've added uh, the Pyro Pulse podcast uh, done by the Heartbeat, and that's kind of going to be a more short and succinct show, more topic driven. And for those that do or don't know, our Pyro podcast we started in about 2011. Um, our shows are basically like, uh, you know, three hours um, a piece. We go real, real long, throw back some soakers, uh, make fun of each other, and um, talk a lot of fantasy football goo. And, yeah, so we're kind of having that show to offset our really long shows. But uh, like a lot of the shows on here that I I frequent and listen to, uh, give the Pyro Podcast a listen. We're having a good time and giving you the goods. Well, excellent. So what are you looking forward to uh, the most as the draft continues on? I would say, you know, it's just always funny. There's no rhyme or reason. There's no right in this world. And it's just interesting, you know, all of us will do it on a number of occasions. When a guy goes, you kind of are like, really? And, um, you know, probably happens, what will happen on a number of my picks. Um, And that's just the beauty of fantasy football. We've all got our own approaches. We've all got our own guys that uh, we're going to hang our hat on and, at this point in the season, you just don't know. There's obviously injuries, injuries to brutal sport. So it's just kind of fun to have a lot of people that are really great at their craft doing this and seeing which kind of paths they're going down because, um, you know, you just don't know who's got the right, who's got the right uh, direction going. And that's what makes it really exciting. So I just like watching what other people are doing, to be honest. And I kind of have my tears sitting here and, uh, I just got to pick which position I'm going with. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty autopilot ski for me. You know, I, I probably should have done a better job of setting up some tiers as I'm hosting and drafting at the same time. I'm a little, I'm a little all over the place with my draft pick so far, but uh, any, in any case, uh, good luck to you, D-Rex. I'm sure we're going to talk again here as the draft continues. Right on buddy. Appreciate it. All right, last but certainly not least, it is the folks from Pro Football Weekly Fantasy. They are back once again. Uh, This time we have a newcomer, though, uh, representing the team, and that is Kyle. Hi, Kyle. How's it going, Jay? It is is going, and now you have have the pick at the turn uh, with the last pick of the first round and the first pick of the second round, and you went running back, running back with DeMarco Murray and Leonard Fournette. Yeah, you know what we um we started back in April uh, working on our, our print products for fantasy football, and we were doing our mock drafts then. And um, even in a twelve team league, you got about three rounds deep, and if, if you didn't have two running backs, you were uh you were sitting there already kind of chewing on your nails. So being in a fourteen team league and being on the turn like that, I decided uh wasn't really going to take any chances. 
you also went with the rookie there out of Jacksonville. Now, I don't know if you were aware of this, but uh, apparently he got a foot injury uh, at practice today. Yeah, I, I did see that. Um, it doesn't sound like it's too serious. There was even some reports that it might just kind of be one of those uh, maintenance days where they kind of make up a bit of an injury to get him a day off. Um, hopefully it's nothing that's going to be too much of a problem. You never want to hear a foot injury for um, running back, of course. And are you worried at all about that rotation of running backs in Jacksonville? TJ Yeldon and Chris Ivory still seem to be ahead of him on the depth chart. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, does TJ Yeldon and Chris Ivory really scare anyone at this point? No, um, I, <laughs> I, I think we've, we've seen enough of that show um, over the last couple of years. I mean, TJ Yeldon and I'm mean, both of those guys were just awful uh, given multiple opportunities last year. So yeah, I mean, Fournette might start slow the first couple of weeks, but you got to figure with the amount of talent that kid has, he's going to work his way in there pretty quick. Tell us a little bit about the podcast, Kyle. Yeah, Pro Football Weekly. Um, it's uh, John Solly and uh, uh, Arthur Arkish and I uh, will be doing it all season long. You know, we hit on, um, you know, the year-long fantasy. We started the last couple of years really getting into some DFS. I, I, all three of us play that, uh, you know, on a weekly basis as well. So, uh, you know, we'll do that uh, throughout the season. We'll give a weekly ranking to kind of break it down and uh, have a good time with it. Awesome. Well, Kyle, I'm sure I'm going to talk to you again. As the draft continues, thanks for uh, joining us here in the Expert League. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be fun. Folks, I'm going to run through the list of of picks, and I'll stop when I find an interesting one, and it's not going to take me all of that long. Uh, Des Bryant uh, ends up going to D-Rex, a pyromaniac. Ty Hilton uh, goes to the Fantasy Sharks. Amari Cooper ends up on the Fantasy Football Guys. And here's where I'm going to stop at number 19, and not just because uh, Matt Friedman uh, ended up picking a New England Patriot, but because he took the tight end, Rob Gronkowski. So my question to you, Matt, is do you think this might be a little early for Gronkowski? I don't know. When Gronk is healthy, so I guess here's my approach to the league. If you're not first, you're last. You know what I mean? So I'm basically betting slash hoping that Gronk has a fully healthy 16-game season. That might be unlikely, but if it happens, I think he's a total smash at that draft position. I mean, it's definitely one of those when he's healthy. And if you don't mind, I'm going to bring in Matt Chatham, who is a resident Patriot expert. Uh, Matt, how has Gronk looked in camp? I know reports are that he's extremely healthy and he's working with Brady's guy. But I mean, can we trust Gronk is going to stay healthy all season? I think you can for this reason, Jay. I mean, one of the things that I think they've learned, you know, clearly that they've gone through this this cycle a few times with him now where the goal has changed a little bit. It's not, you know, the Gronk offense where he's got to go out there and, you know, be like an 85, 90 to 90% rep guy. Uh, I mean, last year when Martellus Bennett signed, I think a lot of the thought around here was like, hey, now this is a two tight end offense have those guys on the field together from, you know, from, from jump. And that's going to be the sort of Super Bowl chemistry makeup kind of thing with his team. I think things have changed now a little bit. And Gronk is, is more, uh, he looks exceptional. His body looks great as far as, you know, bend. Uh, that's the first thing I look for with a guy who's had multiple lower body injuries, surgeries. He's still, he, he doesn't have a gait change. He doesn't move differently. He's, he's still got that, you know, sort of bounce to his step. He still separates like no one else in the league. First two strides out of a break, he's open. Doesn't matter who was on him. We've, we've watched the joint practices. 
against some of the better coverage guys the Patriots have in practice day in, day out. He's he's the same guy, but I think the Dwayne Allen thing is is unique here uh, in that it, to me it's not it's not trying to replicate what they were doing with Martellus last year. It's more having a guy that can spell Gronk and and they'll play more eleven. You know, one tight end on the field, three and and sometimes four wide receiver sets. So that changes it to me. It's like okay, Gronk can be a sixty percent snap count guy and just get him to the playoffs 65 percent. but he can he can he can have two touchdowns and, and 10 catches and, and still only play 40 plays you know he's that kind of guy so I just think the approach should change a little bit if you've, you've drafted him you should be happy it'll be a nice season but it, it, it might not be a high touch year you know it might not be expecting 10 catches out of him every week but he's going to be productive when it's in his hand and I think they just know how to manage him a little better now all right Matt that should make you feel a little bit more comfortable Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a total gamble, but uh, I'm willing to gamble on high end talent. And if Gronk is healthy, I think he's clearly the most dominant tight end. And uh, I think getting those extra points at that position is worth it. Do you think he's that much that much more ahead of Travis Kelsey, for instance? I do. Uh, Kelsey, he has the edge and yardage accumulation, but I think Gronk in that offense and he's such a red zone threat. He definitely has the edge when it comes to touchdowns. So that is really what I'm banking on. Uh, By the way, I'm giving you all this trouble because I'm the guy who's drafted Gronk in the first round in previous seasons. Just wasn't going to do it this time around. Uh, Not a pick number five, Uh, but all right. Excellent. So Rob Gronkowski goes number 19. Uh, Matt Chatham ends up with Michael Thomas. Uh, Eat Sleep Fantasy uh, drafts Lamar Miller, the running back out of Houston. Uh, Jay from Razzball, I'm going to stop here with you. Uh, You sort of had mentioned Doug Baldwin uh, was your pick uh, here at number 22, uh, but I also failed to ask you about your podcast. Which is okay. We were deciding if you were evil or not, so I understand it's personal, you know? So (laughs) (laughs) That's true. All right, tell us a little bit about what you got going on with Razzball. Yeah, we're very excited this year. Uh, Razzball finished uh, third last year in draft rankings and ninth in weekly rankings, so we're trying to spur that um, into more uh, analysis during a podcast. Generally, we'll still go off topic, though, just because it's the nature of who we are. Uh, Razzball itself, we always provide content with uh, copious amounts of alcohol intake, so that tends to get a little bit jumbled when we uh, especially talk to each other. So we generally do our analysis, talk about fantasy football, but we also like talking about current uh, topics like Game of Thrones or we'll even delve into politics once in a while and just we try to have fun with the show and uh, try to keep it loose and uh, interesting. So we, we just plan more of the same this year. What do you like so much out of Doug Baldwin uh, up there in Seattle? Uh, to be quite honest, he was he was kind of the receiver that I had my eye on in, in the second round just because he's kind of your – I don't know. He he's your average receiver in that he's not average, but he just does everything sort of well, and he's stable. Uh, it's all he's always going to be surrounded with uh, a quarterback that wants to get him the ball. He's surrounded by a team that isn't on the downside of its uh, of its uh, time. You know, it's it's definitely going to be a team that competes. So I just I just went safe mode with with that, um, just to compliment Melvin Gordon, which might have been a little of a stretch. So, I, you know, with, with Baldwin, it was more uh, stability than anything else for me. And we will move along uh, with the draft. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, we're going to have to stop right there. Matt Harrison, uh, Fantasy Football Almost Daily, 
Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's missing six games this this season. Uh, second round? What? I didn't know this. Jeez, <laughs> come on. Can we re- rewind the draft a little bit? Uh, no, I, 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 I like uh, I like Elliott's upside here. Um, I think they're still going to down that suspension by a game or two. So I'm guessing it's probably a four-game suspension. I went in with the notion that I like Zeke in the second round because I think in a 14-team league, you need just massive upside. And if I can plug the hole at running back while Zeke's gone, and I think I did a good job at that with Danny Woodhead, actually, because Woodhead's schedule in the first four or five weeks is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I think I'm feeling pretty good about uh, about my chances of coming out as a playoff team here and then going into the playoffs with Mike Evans and Ezekiel Elliott. So uh, I'm sticking my tongue out at all of you guys right now. It's a, I would say it's a bold pick for sure. I, I don't know if I would have gone with Ezekiel Elliott as I picked right after you. Um, actually, I can tell you right now, I wouldn't have gone Ezekiel Elliott right after you. Um, but uh, yeah, let's let's go. I'm gonna skip to um, to Brandon here because uh, I saw the two of you sort of talking with each other here in the chat room. Brandon Ezekiel Elliott, would you have gone with Zeke instead of Todd Gurley if Zeke was on the board for you? No, I think I would have gone Todd Gurley. I, I'm a little higher on Gurley than other people. Uh, I know that the Rams running backs look hideous, but I'm, I'm higher on Sean McVay's offense than a lot of other people. I've been big on the Cooper Cup train even before he fell on a touchdown yesterday uh, in the end zone. <laughs> Good for him. In fact, actually, if you saw the interview, he said, that's not exactly how I dreamed that first touchdown would go, but I will take it. Uh, so uh, I like him. I like the Sammies there now. I think Sean McVay is really trying to get this offense together. I think Todd Gurley is going to be fine. Um, but I, I probably would have taken him, though, if he would have come back to me on the turn. Uh, to me, Ezekiel Elliott's like that big-time player that you would bring into the playoffs. I think if you're in a 12-team league or, a, or less than that, like a 10-team league or 18-team league, uh, it's, it's too long to keep him there on the bench as of right now. I think it gets reduced, but I don't, I don't think it goes below four. I think four would be the, the dream scenario for people that are believers. Um, I, I, because, again, like the, the NFL is a czar. They don't have to do anything. But, you know, everyone keeps talking about the proof. It's like it doesn't matter. I mean, we, you know, if Tom Brady can't beat Roger Goodell, Ezekiel Elliott certainly can't beat Roger Goodell, and especially when it comes to domestic violence. So I think they, they lessen it a little bit to avoid controversy with the – Players Association, although I think it's too late for that anyway. There's probably going to be a strike, but this is a deeper issue. I think I think it's like obvi- obviously complicated with the Players Association and legality and stuff. But yeah, that's how I feel about that one. All right, I'm, I'm glad I went to you then to talk about this issue. But uh, all right, so you went with Todd Gurley. I went with Brandon Cooks in between that Elliot Gurley sandwich, uh, partially because of the Patriot Homerismness. Uh, partially because I, I had to get off the stench of drafting a Buffalo Bill in the first round, uh, but also because I've watched Tom Brady throw to Brandon Cooks uh, in practice, and it looks awesome. Uh, and that's all I can say about that. Uh, Ty Montgomery ends up going at number 26 to Doug at DFSR. Uh, Demarius Thomas goes to the keepers at 27. Christian McCaffrey 
to Joel Hennard along with Keenan Allen on the turn as we enter into the third round. The keepers then take DeAndre Hopkins and Doug from DFSR. You have the first quarterback off the board with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it was probably a little bit of a reach um, in retrospect, which is considering how many how many teams are in the league. Um, but I was mostly just looking for safety in the sense that he, you know, is accurate slash runs as much as any other quarterback in the league. And if I, like at, with fourteen teams this early, I was mostly just looking to keep my week to week floor pretty high. So I'd already taken Brown. I took Montgomery with the idea that he. He's going to take over that role, um, like just the full feedback role. And then Rodgers, I just like the, his, his versatility is something that I was kind of willing to overspend a little bit just because the other options that were sort of tiered around him on my list didn't seem, didn't seem all that enticing. I can't remember who they were exactly at this moment, but uh, uh, it, felt like, it felt like a slight reach at the time, though I'm not regretting it. I mean, I'm a big points is points guy, and Aaron Rodgers is certainly going to score you some points. Yeah, and that's kind of, I mean, again, like I'm coming more from the daily space here, and he's just, when you're looking to like, if you're looking for a huge 14-team league, you're kind of playing it, like I would say you play cash games um, in the sense that looking for safety, and I think someone said it before the, the podcast started here, but just like getting to the playoffs is the goal. And actually, my pick is coming up now, so I might just <laughs> jump off here so I don't get, uh, get auto-picked <laughs> before uh, and end up with someone that uh, is even more of a reach than maybe Rodgers was at the time. It's all right, because I'm going to go right back to Brandon at her fantasy football. Uh, are you taking Isaiah Crowell just to just to show that uh, you're, you have no problem taking Browns? Is that is that the point behind that pick? I'm just trying to exert my dominance over this entire league, and I'm being flagrant about it. Yes, Jay, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm going all in again for Isaiah Crowell. I was very surprised to get him as my third player in a 14-team league. He's been going in third rounds in 12-team leagues, so uh, I was I was surprised to get him. Frankly, I, I kind of it was stated earlier in the show that uh, getting running backs early is important. So I feel good now. I actually just drafted C.J. Anderson. Uh, He'll be my flex. So I have three uh, strong starter uh, running backs at this point, and I started the draft with Odell Beckham. And in a 14-team league, you know, that's that's pretty decent. So uh, things are shaping out the way I want it to be. And, yeah, go Browns. I uh, I decided uh, to take Marshawn Lynch. I don't know why. I'm not a big fan of beast mode this season. Um, I think it was more of the fact that uh, I didn't realize Dalvin Cook was on the board who went next, uh, especially in a PPR league. Uh, although I think Latavius Murray is going to eat into some of that time there. Uh, Jay from Rasball, unfortunately, had to jump off. Uh, ends up taking Terrell Pryor. I feel like this is a little bit of a reach pick. Uh, anybody want to make the case for Terrell Pryor here? I mean, yeah. he's going to see he's going to see targets. I actually I, I like the pick at the time. For, uh, this is Doug. I, and I I he was a guy that I had pretty high up on the board. Guys that are moving situations into a situations that has voided out a lot of targets, like Washington did. Uh, I, I that's a guy I would have reached for personally. Hmm. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I think I like Jamison Crowder a little bit better than Terrell Pryor, but that's just me. I think contract year, contract year for Pryor. He's, he's, he put a, put a, uh, he's putting it on himself to dominate. I think he's a, he's a 
great red zone target, much better than anyone else on the team, uh, maybe besides Reed. So I don't know. I, I like Crowder's volume game, but I think that uh, when, when it comes to Terrell Pryor, he could be just awesome. He's just kind of learning the game. Imagine if this guy had been playing wide receiver for the last six, seven years. Um, I don't know. There's definitely a little bit of a, an unknown there, but I think he's going to be pretty special. Well, he certainly gets an upgrade at quarterback. Uh, that is for sure. Allen Robinson ends up being the next pick, the wide receiver from Jacksonville at 36 for eat, sleep fantasy. Uh, Matt Chatham takes Tom Brady. Curse you, Matt Chatham. Uh, the Oracle ends up taking Alshon Jeffrey at 38, 39. Uh, Kevin from the fantasy football guys. I'll bring you in here, Kevin. Mark Ingram, the New Orleans Saints running back, not Adrian Peterson. No. And you know what? We're, I was a little bit uh, apprehensive about that. But, you know, for all indications say that Ingram's still going to be the, the first and second down guy for the most part. Now, if Adrian Peterson blows up, then I'm going to regret this pick. But I've had Mark Ingram, you know, several times over the past couple of years in a bunch of different leagues, and he's always produced for me. I can't imagine he's going to just be put on a shelf this year. So at the time, he was the best running back available. If you believe in Mark Ingram over Adrian Peterson, then sure. <laughs> perhaps, um, he, perhaps he was. How many, uh, how many injuries has Mark Ingram had over the past couple of years? Uh, that's fair, but we also know that, uh, the saints hate Mark Ingram. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Todd, uh, from fantasy sharks takes wide receiver, Michael Crabtree at number 40. Uh, D Rex takes Travis Kelsey, who I brought up before in the conversation about Rob Gronkowski. Uh, so the second tight end is off the board. Uh, at the turn, Kyle from uh, Pro Football Weekly goes with Julian Edelman and Jarvis Landry. So two running backs at your previous turn and now two wide receivers here, Kyle. Yeah, like I said earlier, try and go kind of basic with the running backs, fill those positions early. And then given the fact that we're going to a half point PPR this uh, this year, start targeting guys like Edelman uh, and Jarvis Landry that hopefully can uh, fill up the receptions. And I mean, both of those guys uh, are, are, are capable of, of finding the end zone uh, with uh, the offenses that they're in. Does anyone like their team? No. I really don't <laughs> like mine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of digging mine. Right now. I don't hate mine. I need a quarterback, but I don't hate mine. I don't hate mine either for a 14-teamer. If I was in a 12 or a 10, I'd want to die a little bit, but I'm okay today. All right. One thing I want to – can I make one thing? Can we do a couple – can we do more trades this year? Let's get – I love the suggestion earlier about getting a thread, whether it's on Twitter or whatnot, but let's let's make sure that all of us on Twitter or an email thread or whatever – um, are communicating during the season a bit much. It's hard to do so, I think, in the chat rooms when in your league. But let's do some trades this year. Let's get some uh, action rolling. Eddie Lacy for David Johnson, who says no. <laughs> <laughs> if we're all hating our, if we're all hating our teams, oh. I don't see why trades wouldn't end up happening. That's for sure. Let's go with pick number forty-four. D Rex Martavius Bryant was your pick here. Uh, another guy coming off a of suspension. Yeah, well, thank God he's off it. 
because and they were they were holding them out and they were stringing them along and then uh the coach was like come on let us know and literally the next day they're like all right he's good like okay that worked uh yeah I, i just think he's explosive i love having players on my team that i love watching um i've said it before on our pyro podcast when that guy catches the ball it looks like he's like a super train on rails or a surfer he's just so fun to watch so Hopefully in this opus season of Ben Roethlisberger, um, we've got a hungry Martavis and a guy that's just ready to just fire it up. You got the probably arguably the top three wide receiver on the other side that's going to be pulling some uh, coverage off him. So, you know, it, it, to go back to some of the things some people said earlier, when it's a 14-man league and you're at the end, um, you're at the uh, one of the turns, so to speak, at the 13. You gotta you gotta go a little risky and go to get the guys you want because they're not gonna come back. Uh and I, I'm happy with uh a Des Bryant, Martavis Bryant. Um I guess I got two Bryants. I'm filling the Bryant wide receiver slot. I didn't realize that until I just said it. Um so yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do. Hopefully uh puts down the bomb and uh just plays football. So it's your next draft pick gonna be Kobe Bryant? I, the Mamba, I'll take him. I love this I love the Mamba. I miss that guy. Todd from Fantasy Sharks, Jordan Reed, uh, the tight end from Washington, not afraid of uh, the concussions, huh? The concussions are a little bit of an in, of a concern, but when he's on the field, he's a great performer. I've always loved the way he plays the game. I just got a knock on wood, and hopefully he does not get another um, serious hit to the head with a concussion. And uh, it, what I'm hearing is that the toe injury is not that bad. But especially in the PPR league, I got to love Jordan Reed here. Joe Mixon, uh, Kevin, the fantasy football guys, another guy who I don't believe is at the top of the depth chart quite yet for the Bengals. You know, he, he's I don't really assume he's going to be a starter um, right away. I mean, I have him in the flex just because that's where they put him uh, the system, put him now. Um, but, you know, I, I've never really had a, a big uh a big crush on, on Hill and, and Bernard's more of a third down change of pace back. Um, and, you know, the way, the way Mixon runs, uh, you know, not just in the preseason game, I know what that means, but seeing him run in college, uh, you know, he may be in a Jordan Howard situation where, you know, he's going to be taken over the, the starting gig by, by mid season at the latest. So I see him being uh, you know, rookie of the year candidate this year. All right, Carlos Hyde goes to the Oracle. Golden Tate goes to Matt Chatham. Uh, Matt, uh, Golden Tate, uh, are, are you buying into the fact that uh, he was down on himself for his season last year and this year he's going to pick it back up? I guess my thought here is that I, I like Marvin Jones a little last year as well. Uh, or Jones, well, yeah, I, I'm more banking on a role reversal than I think was expected, especially since we chose the PPR format. I'm expecting balls to go back his way at a little bit slightly higher volume. If we hadn't had the PPR element, I'd have probably stayed away from Tate and gone a different way. But uh, he's just a competitive dude. I like him. Uh, I'm not so certain what that offense is going to be. Uh, It's interesting to me that Amir Abdullah might be back in the mix, and he could have been a consideration there as well because either could be potential flex options. But, um, you know, I'm banking that he has a bit more, more volume than a year ago, but I like for this format his game. Devontae Adams goes to Eat Sleep Fantasy at number 49. Bilal Powell, the New York Jets running back, goes to Jay at Razball. Uh, my mantra this year, uh, Matt Harrison from Fantasy Football Almost Daily, 
uh, is friends don't let friends draft New York Jets. Uh, so I do feel like this was uh, not what Jay from Rasball should have done. Oh, but this is going to be a winning strategy. You did this with the Browns last year. I know I did, but I'm telling you, friends do not let friends draft New York Jets. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. And Bilal Powell. So <laughs> I, I don't know, Matt, uh, you went with Danny Woodhead. So if you had your choice of Bilal Powell or Danny Woodhead, who would you go with? Uh, I specifically went with Woodhead to back up the Zeke pick because uh, if you look at the first four or five weeks of the season, the Baltimore uh, running game faces maybe the easiest schedule of all. Carolina is probably the second best schedule uh, out of the gate for for running backs. So I think Danny Woodhead's my plug and play for Zeke along with Dalvin Cook as my other starting running back for the first four or five, maybe six weeks. But I also got your guy Mike Gillisley a little later, and uh, he might be able to plug in there as well. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Curse you for. You feeling sad about that, Jay? I am. Anyone that takes Patriots is going to get my curse. That's okay. Pretty much <laughs> way it's going to work at this point from now on. I was bummed out about that. I wanted the Gillisleys, praying he would come back, and then you you see the name come across the board, and you're like, curse you. I'm feeling pretty good on on the on the trade bait here at the running back position. So I I expect to see a whole bunch of trade offers tomorrow morning. Well, I ended up with a quarterback uh, at 52 with Drew Brees, and I might have overreached with quarterback, but I'm a points is points guy, and I know Matt Ryan's on the board, but I'm not necessarily buying that Matt Ryan is going to do it again uh this season, especially with the change at offensive coordinator. And Drew Brees is consistent. Uh, and that's what I like out of my quarterbacks. If I can't take Tom Brady, curse you, Matt Chatham. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Olson, the tight end, goes to her fantasy football. Amir Abdullah goes to Doug at DFSR. Uh, Eddie Lacy, uh, the right guard, I'm sorry, the running back for the Seattle Seahawks, goes to the keepers. All right, you're going to have to explain Eddie Lacy here. Well... You see, at the, we were we were debating a couple things here. Me and my co-host Paige Demakos, we were debating potentially getting another wide receiver. We were debating a bunch of different running backs. Bilal Powell was one of the names that we had mentioned. He was obviously gone at that point. The other guy we had considered was Frank Gore, and with those being the two options, we decided to take a chance with Eddie Lacy. I don't expect him to stay in that spot for very long. I do have some tricks up my sleeve later on in the draft. I don't know if Eddie Lacy is going to stay in that spot when the season begins. Okay, well, uh, there's been a lot of talk of trades already, so uh, maybe Eddie Lacy will do something early and you can sell him high. That would be uh, a home run if I was able to do that. (laughs) Uh, Joel from the Fantasy Insider goes Brandon Marshall and Tyreek Hill at the turn. I'm not even 100% sure what round I'm in at this point. I'm so lost in the draft. Larry Fitzgerald goes to uh, goes to you, Chris, uh, at the wide receiver position, 58. Spencer Ware to you, Doug, at DFSR at 59. Emmanuel Sanders to her fantasy football. I go with Willie Sneed. Uh, again, um, I, I'm a points-as-points guy. Having just taken Drew Brees, I like having the wide receiver quarterback combo, especially in the points per reception. Sneed should do well, uh, as he did pretty decently last year with Drew Brees. 
as was mentioned, Mike Gillisley then went next to Matt Harrison, fantasy football almost daily. Jay from Rasball goes with Sammy Watkins, now an L.A. Ram, not a Buffalo Bill. There goes Jamison Crowder to Eat Sleep Fantasy at 64. Jimmy Graham, uh, Matt Chatham, I'm going to have to stop with you. Uh Talk to me about Jimmy Graham. You know, Jay, I'm just half assuming that that relationship has to to flourish. It's time. Not that they, I thought they took a nice step forward maybe the last month and a half last year with him, but, uh, you know, they've had enough reps together. And I'm, I just, yeah, that was more of a throw it against the wall because, uh, I don't often, I often lost out a lot of points at the tight end position a year ago and was scraping the barrel. Cameron Brait was nice at times and you could, you could find him, but this was more of a shoot the moon kind of thing. <laughs> We're hoping that Jimmy of Jimmy of old pops back and, and that this whole time he's now had with that group will be a little better. I'm also hoping the offensive line's a little better. So at least they get a little more of a semblance of a run game there, which I think then aids the the tight end. He can be a little more involved off play action that's real. So we'll see. It was more of a more of a guess than anything, a hope, hope and a prayer. That was a great explanation. Shoot the moon. Are we playing hearts here? We are. We are. Football. <laughs> uh, all right. Frank Gore goes to the Oracle. Uh, let's start. Let's stop there, Matt. Uh, talk to me about Frank Gore, especially since he was brought up as uh, an option over Eddie Lacy. Yeah, it's not as if I'm actually in love with Frank Gore. I'm kind of repulsed by having him on my team. But uh, yeah, he's consistent. And the one thing that you do have to like is that the last two years in Indianapolis, he has been used pretty heavily as a pass catcher. So, uh, you know, you look at a guy who's around 1,200 yards per year, 30 receptions, you know, five to eight-ish touchdowns. Uh, you know, it's not bad for having as the RB2, and uh, especially because I'm kind of leveraging with going heavy on uh, on tight ends and heavy on Wide receivers, I like having Gore as something of a solid play and then hoping that I can be able to find some running backs later in the draft. Nice. Stephon Diggs is the pick at 67 to the fantasy football guys. Uh, Todd of Fantasy Sharks takes Matt Ryan, the quarterback, at 68. Pierre Garçon goes to D-Rex of Pyromaniac.com. Kelvin Benjamin, another guy who uh, we joked on our podcast, the next fan up show uh, as being a potential offensive lineman, uh, didn't look like an offensive lineman in the preseason game, uh, Kyle. Yeah. You know, it's nice of him to slim down a little bit for once. Um, you know, you figure with him coming back and being a year, a year removed from that knee injury, he looked pretty good down the stretch last year. Hopefully we see a little more, uh, a little closer to 2015 between him and Cam because uh, really going to need that pairing those two. And you went with Delaney Walker, uh, the tight end from Tennessee with your, with your other pick here at the turn, Tennessee, that it seems to be everybody's darlings this year, the, the up and coming team. Yeah, it's much as I keep trying to, as you say, you call them a darling. I'm trying to get away from them because I feel like that they're I'm having too much exposure to that offense. Um, it feels kind of like a letdown after what we saw them do last year, or like you know a chance for a letdown. But I I can't do it. Like there's there's just too much potential there with with that team to to walk away from a tight end like Delaney Walker, who really had a great year last year. 
Tevin Coleman goes off the board at 72. Paul Perkins, the running back with the New York Giants. Uh, Todd, Fantasy Sharks. Talk to me a little bit about Paul Perkins. Well, you know, as you guys can see, I, I kind of went uh, heavy uh, because it is a PPR league, uh, whereas Paul Perkins does not have a whole lot of uh, competition in the backfield. I do think that the Giants are going to be able to move the ball because they, they're going to have a lot of options in the passing game. But somebody's going to have to carry the ball because I have a need. In fact, I can get a starter this late. Yes, I'm going to jump on him. The next pick uh, was Randall Cobb, uh, Kevin of the Fantasy Football Guys. A nice pick there. Uh, Matt, the Oracle, Tyler Eifert. There seems to be a little bit of a run on tight end at this point. Yeah, so that's uh, just kind of leveraging a little bit. I feel that uh, Eifert is a top five tight end when he's healthy. I think within the last three years or so out of tight ends, he's second in touchdowns and that's, you know, missing time. So I like having him as a guy who could potentially back up Gronk or that I could use as a trade piece if I need to. There's definitely a lot of talk of trade. So I think there's going to be more trades this year than usual, which I kind of like as well. Um, And speaking of, and speaking of that, uh, Matt Chatham from Football by Football. See, this is the problem when I play against the Patriot expert because I think James White is ultimately going to be the running back uh, that is going to get the most points for the Patriots. Is, is that what you're thinking here or you're hoping that's what's going to happen? Yeah, you know, Jay, to me, it's a week to week. I want him on my roster. I don't think he'll be an every week starter. I think it's going to be matchup based. I think he might be a guy who'll have a huge point production week where he might be an eight to 10 touch through the air, you know, uh, kind of guy one week and then not exist the next. I think he's a good guy that I need to make sure I have three good backs if you have James there because there might be those Gillisley weeks. Uh, there, and again, if it hadn't been a PR, it, it well, at least had a little bit of a PPR element into it, I would have probably erred towards Gillisley first. But I think having James there available just because he's so heavily used in the screen game and check downs and, you know, now having two vertical elements with Hogan and, and Brandon Cooks and Gronk healthy and all this stuff. I feel like there's going to be a lot of a lot of stretch on that offense and the underneath should be ripe. So that makes it James or Dion. You know, we don't we don't know which way that's going to go. But uh, James didn't take any reps the other night in the first preseason game, which usually is a great indication of role around here. So I think he's going to be involved, uh, but it's a tough situation. Rex Burkhead's still out there, too and they paid him some money, so he's going to play. So uh, I think it's just good to have James on the roster because there will be those times that we use a lot. There will be other times where I might have to actually sit him. A little bit of a run on running backs uh, at this point. Doug Martin went next at 77 to eat, sleep, fantasy. Jay from Rasball uh, did not go running back, went wide receiver with Jeremy Macklin. Uh, fantasy football almost daily goes with LeGarrette Blunt uh, from the Philadelphia Eagles, no longer with the Patriots. Uh, Pod Vader goes with Adrian Peterson. Again, not feeling all that comfortable with that pick. Uh, I guess I felt like it was uh, the early 2000s, not the late 2000s. Uh, Brandon, CJ Anderson, your pick. Uh, I know you're a big Denver fan. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Denver running back situation? Um, I'm hearing that it's, it's CJ Anderson looking really good this year. I mean, I'm I, I'm hearing from practice everything looks good. Yeah, he was kind of quiet in the preseason game. I don't think that's an issue. They need to make it so that 
They don't force Trevor Simeon to throw the ball 40, 50 times a game like they did last year. Of course, it's all about his health, but supposedly he's in the best shape yet. We always hear that, so who knows? But for me, he's my third running back. Um, after that, it gets a little dicey in terms of roles, so I went with him there. All right, Kenny Britt ends up going to Doug, DFSR, a Brown. Uh, I don't have the same thought as friends don't let friends draft Browns this year, Doug. I drafted a few too many Browns last year as well, and I actually just drafted Corey Coleman as well. So if you can just, like, snap up all of the Brown receiving core, then you probably just, like, you know your draft's going pretty well. But uh, I don't mind Britt in this, in this situation. <laughs> um, there's a lot of targets to be had there with prior leaving. Um, you have to feel like the quarterback situation is going to improve as long as they don't play Osweiler, if, if Kaiser uh, can play. Um, but it's a reach. I mean, it's 14-team draft. At this point, I was just kind of just looking down the list of, like, what, what, what wide receiver ones were still left, even if they are on bad teams at this point. So it was WR1 and just kind of hope that he's the guy that emerges as getting the targets. Mm. Uh, I don't know about all this hype over these rookie quarterbacks because I remember going into the draft, these rookie quarterbacks were all getting slammed as being horrible, probably one of the worst quarterback classes. And then they go out and they do okay in preseason game one. Uh, Matt Chatham, as a former player, tell me a little bit about preseason game one and how important it is for these rookie quarterbacks. Well, it's changed from when I played, Jay. I, I, I've been noticing, and again, maybe it's just more the, the bubble I'm in here with New England, but they've really been pushing away from even using one for veteran players. So it's a huge, uh, you know, week one opportunity for young guys. Whereas it used to be more expect a uh, second half of the second game and virtually all of the fourth, maybe you'll get some kibbles and bits in a third first game. Youngest guys, unless you're a top pick or two, don't see a lot of that game, but it's kind of on its head. So he, he coach Belichick has essentially turned number one, into his into his his rookie scrimmage almost right so uh, again with with the particular situation here you've got two young guys with uh, with Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo so you get to see the young guys really go out there and, and get their reps up I, I'm thinking if I'm looking at other places though it's probably the most dangerous game to read anything into a first uh, into a young quarterback because there's going to be that handful out there that go and put up a stat line or whatever but the defenses couldn't be any stupid simple stupid simple uh it's like it's like you know you got three or four coverages there's like one pressure in your your defensive package for the week they're just dumbed down because they don't want errors and they don't want to throw throw a bunch of exotic fronts or anything out there so the quarterback's going to see as easiest version of, of football as he ever will see on week one of a preseason so whatever some young quarterback does in the first week it's 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 probably the least important thing you'll see from him. Wait till they start doing things that are a little more NFL like. And a lot of times the first first and even second game of the preseason isn't much of that. So you, you can find out if he can be accurate. You know, if a guy's wide open, if he can read a real basic cover two or a super basic cover four or even more basic, just man to man and try to find the one open guy and put it on him. But man, for quarterbacks, it, it, the real coverages come later and when they get exotic and they start to they start disguise and that's when you find out if they can play chris from the keepers deshaun jackson in tampa bay really looking forward to what's happening in tampa bay or was this just this is the best player available i am super high on the tampa bay buccaneers this year i think they're going to surprise some people in that division even though the defending nfc champs are there 
I think they're going to win double-digit games. It is going to be because of their offense and their passing game. And Mike Evans is going to get a lot of the coverage. A lot of the number one corners for opposing teams are going to match up against Mike Evans, opening the door for Deshaun Jackson. I think he's going to get some pretty good points on a week-to-week basis. All right, Chris, hold on a quick second. Uh, just so I can say, Joel Hernard of the Fantasy Insiders takes Kyle Rudolph, tight end from Minnesota, Kareem Hunt, a little bit of surprise here, the Kansas City running back. Uh, then you go with Eric Decker, the Tennessee wide receiver. So I've sort of paired up Tampa Bay and Tennessee together as like the darlings this season uh, because I do think Tennessee's got some good things working. Oh, they're absolutely the two darlings of the NFL. They have young quarterbacks that were taken in the same year. We're still trying to figure out which one of the two are better. I don't want to go too far ahead, but I got one of the quarterbacks from those two teams. And the the Eric Decker pick is mainly because a veteran presence in that offense in the receiving core is something that they've needed. They've had Delaney Walker as their tight end, but they haven't had that veteran presence as a number one wide receiver. And I think Eric Decker provides that. They did use their first round pick on a guy like Corey Davis. But with a rookie, you're going to have some growing pains. And when Marcus Mariota needs to get it to somebody, he's going to go to the guy he trusts, and that's going to be Eric Decker on a week-to-week basis. Doug goes with Zach Ertz at pick 87. Cam Meredith, the Chicago wide receiver at 88. Brandon, uh, is it going to be Mitch Trubisky or Mike Glennon throwing him the passes, though? I think it'll end up being Trubisky. But um, either way, I think it's Cam Meredith's job to lose. There were some debates about you know, can this be the Kevin White year? But they're supposedly watching tape to get his confidence back up. There's a lot of weird stuff going on with that guy. So I'm all in for Cam Meredith. Joel Hennard, by the way, jumping in with uh, defending his uh, his hunt pick because he's going to get the starter job from Ware at some point this season. I'm hoping by week four. From what I've read, the Chiefs aren't thrilled with Ware, and he's already ahead of West, but so are we. <laughs> Uh, excellent. Uh, I ended up taking Andrew Luck, the the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts at pick 89. I, I don't really know why. I, I think my head's really not in this draft. So I'm, I'm going to be one of those guys who's going to be looking to trade quite a bit. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> Andrew Luck will uh, come back kind of healthy and uh, provide me some value in the trade market. Dante Moncrief, uh, one of the targets Andrew Luck will hopefully be throwing to. Uh, goes next at pick number 90. Russell Wilson goes to Jay from Rasball at 91. Darren McFadden, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Uh, that's Dale, who is not with us. Uh, so he gets the guy who will most likely be getting the ball while Ezekiel Elliott uh, is suspended. Uh, Matt Chatham takes Devontae Parker, the Miami wide receiver. Jordan Matthews, now with the Buffalo Bills, goes to the Oracle. Uh, why don't we take a moment to talk about that, Matt? Uh, Jordan Matthews now switching teams. I really like that landing situation for Jordan Matthews, primarily because uh, Rick Dennison, the new offensive coordinator, has a history of really using those big-bodied, athletic type of receivers. And, uh, you know, there might be people who think that Matthews isn't all that athletic and maybe he doesn't display it on the field, but at least in his, his combine workouts, he displayed good athleticism. He's a big bodied guy. And uh, I think he's going to be used in a variety of ways. I think they're going to use him inside when Anquan Bolden isn't playing. I think they're going to use him outside. I think he's going to get a lot of targets. So happy to get him where I did. The next choice on the board is James Winston, 
uh, going to Kevin from the Fantasy Football Guys. Kevin, it's been a while. Why don't I bring you in here and talk to us a little hey bit about uh, Jameis Winston? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, you know, we were uh, batting around the, the Mariota Winston argument that uh, that everybody's had for a while, including NFL teams. So, uh, just just looking at the the work they've done down there to bring in receivers and, and his progression. Um, Lyle was thinking Winston. I was thinking Mariota because of the, the way that he can run. Um, but he eventually talked me into to Jameis Winston uh, just just because of the way he's he's looked. Uh, the last couple, you know, his progression the last couple of years and, uh, you know, the, the work he's done in the offseason as well. Um, we're pretty confident in that. But we did uh, hedge our bets a little bit by grabbing Phillip Rivers a few rounds later. So either way, I think we're golden. I think you are, too. I, I think you'll be just fine with Jameis Winston. Theo Riddick, the Detroit running back, uh, went right after your Jameis Winston pick at 96. Kirk Cousins at 97. Terrell Williams, the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego, going to Kyle at Pro Football Weekly, along with Cam Newton at 99. Uh, Somjay, uh, I'm, I'm just going to call him Somjay. <laughs> running back from Washington to you, D-Rex. D-Rex, talk to me a little bit about your running back selection here. You know, for me, I I, I actually was going to maybe take him the round earlier. Again, it's just you got to – guys you think they're going to end up doing it, you got to go a little earlier than you usually would in a 12-man league or uh, something uh, a little little smaller. But um excited to have him. I don't think Rob Kelly's really the answer. I like the offense in general. I'm uh, I'm buying in. I'm on the clock right now, so let me. Um, you know what? I can keep going. I'm gonna just rock this one out, and we go on. So yeah, Samaj. I'm uh, I'm 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 liking the guy. You know, he didn't look great in that first uh, preseason game. Nothing overwhelming, but I think at some point the job's his. And I think right out of the gates, he'll get carries. So at that point, I don't want to get too heavy with the rookies, which I kind of did back-to-back. I went to Zay Jones with my next pick. Um, but I'm down, with, uh, I'm, I'm down with Washington, and I think he's their running back. Todd from Fantasy Sharks, Mike Wallace, the Baltimore wide receiver. Uh, well, what, what are you liking in Baltimore? Well, actually, actually more like what I'm not liking um, – I'm not having a whole lot of faith in their running game. Uh, and I do like Joe Flacco and his arm strength. And that does bring out a lot of Mike Wallace with his speed. Uh, so I think that's a nice combination, especially this late in the draft, as a bench player that can possibly start at some point in time. I think it's a good fit for my roster right now. Duke Johnson is the running back from Cleveland. He goes at 102 to the fantasy football guys. The Oracle takes John Brown, wide receiver from Arizona. Matt Chatham, Matt Forte, the Jets running back. Uh, so below Powell went much earlier, and here's Matt Forte. So what are your thoughts here with the running back position? Friends don't let friends take Jets, especially <laughs> Patriots, although you were a former Jet as well. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you know what? Uh, I, my thought here, both have been banged up. I think Blouse was a neck or something like that. I'm not sure if he's back or he wasn't getting carries in that first preseason game anyhow. But And Forte has your your annual camp hamstring. Uh, 
But I just look at that offense as sort of a flyer, obviously, a bench player initially, but we'll see how things go. At least Forte gets backfield touches. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll catch a handful of balls out of the backfield, and there is no receiving core there to be spoke of. At least it's an established player. So I got a sense that the backs are going to get touches somehow, some way. I mean, it's not going to be a good offense. I think we all understand that. But uh, I think that might push them to be more of a controlled team, which means higher back touches. It might be Bilal, might be Forte, who knows. But at least he's there in my stable in the event that he gets the high touches because I got to give it to somebody, I guess. Eat Sleep Fantasy goes with Fat Rob at 105. Rob Kelly, the Washington running back. Terrence West, the Baltimore running back, goes to Jay from Razball. Adam Thielen, the Minnesota wide receiver. Fantasy football almost daily. Matt, uh, Adam was one of those guys who sort of popped up on the radar uh, last season. I assume you're expecting a lot more of the same this season. Yeah, as a Viking fan, I, I love to watch the guy, but uh, realistically, I don't feel super great about Adam Thielen as my third wide receiver on the team. Uh, I went really heavy on the running backs for the first uh, six or seven rounds there, so uh, it, it's one of those dart throws, and if you can repeat the magic of last year, I'm feeling all right, and if not, uh, I'm going to be looking to improve that wide receiver core. At 108, I picked Marquise Lee, the wide receiver from Jacksonville. And the reason why is because uh, I went to Patriots Jaguars camp and I watched Blake Bortles and Chad Henney throw consistently to the slot receiver, which was Lee. Now, I mentioned Fournette's injury uh, from earlier today. Lee apparently was carted off the field, uh, but it was apparently not a very uh, – it wasn't as bad as it looked. Uh, so I'm going to stick with Lee as the slot guy because I think that's the guy who's going to have a ton of value in that Jacksonville offense, at least for now, until they get a real quarterback. Uh, Brandon, you went with Dak Prescott, uh, the Dallas uh, Cowboys quarterback. Talk a little bit about uh, your pick here. Yeah, I uh, I really like Dak Prescott this year. I think that um, actually he gets the biggest uh, boost from the Ezekiel Elliott suspension as far as I'm concerned. I believe that he'll be the one running in a lot of balls, to be frank. Uh, I think that he is uh, a very talented quarterback who got better as the season went on. I think they're going to actually have a playbook put together that is around his talents rather than that of Tony Romo's, which is what they you know created their draft book around last season, for better or worse. Uh, so I think this is actually going to be a great season for him. I don't think it's going to be a sophomore slump. And for where I got him, he was quite the value. Uh, yes. Yes, he was. Doug from DFSR went with Corey Coleman, uh, the Cleveland Browns wide receiver. Hunter Henry, the tight end from the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego, goes to the keepers. Uh, Joel Hennard goes with Derek Carr for his quarterback pick. At 112, and then at 113 takes John Ross, the Cincinnati wide receiver. Uh, Marcus Mariota, Chris from the Keepers. Uh, you end up with the other young quarterback that we talked about earlier in the show. Yes, when I was, this was the spot I was thinking about going with a quarterback, and I was keeping a close eye on Derek Carr. I was keeping a close eye on Marcus Mariota. And I knew I was going to get one of those guys with the way the draft kind of played itself out. I was going to be happy either way. I ended up getting Mariota and I can pair him with Eric Decker, who I talked about a little bit earlier 
if I need to down the road. So I'm ecstatic with my selection of Marcus Mariota. Uh, I would be ecstatic as well. 115 is Ted Ginn Jr., the New Orleans, now New Orleans, wide receiver to Doug at DFSR. Rashard Matthews, the Tennessee wide receiver, Brandon, uh, the guy who's going to be catching passes for Marcus Mariota, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I know that people think it's going to be Eric Decker uh, in the trust factor. I think it's still Rashard Matthews. I've heard nothing but positive things about their chemistry. All, they've worked together all summer. He was there and was with him when he was recovering right away after injury. I still think he's the number one guy in Tennessee. I think that uh, they signed Eric Decker to a one-year deal. I don't think that was incredibly positive. I'm not quite sure if Derek is going to be able to stay healthy. I love Eric Decker. I don't wish injuries on anyone, but I think you have to look at that history and take that into consideration. Corey Davis is a rookie. He's working his way in. He's going to be great for that deep ball. But let's be honest, uh, Mariota improved on the deep ball last season, but he was the absolute lowest-ranked quarterback on the deep ball two seasons ago. So, yeah, an improvement is mediocre, uh, but it still isn't great. So, yeah, does he need the, the weapons to catch it? Sure. Uh, but I think they're both going to be learning. It's going to be a little hot and cold this season as far as what I've been able to see. So uh, for me, I still think it's going to be Rashard Matthews, especially with a .5 PPR. Uh, I like your thought process there. That's why we have you in the expert league. Martellus all Bennett. in. I'm all in, baby. <laughs> Martellus Bennett, the former Patriot, now Green Bay Packer, the tight end. It was my pick at 117. Um, I don't know. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, hopefully he'll find him. Uh, he should be a big help for Aaron Rodgers, I would hope. Jonathan Stewart is the running back from Carolina. He goes at 118 to fantasy football almost daily. Jacquez Rodgers is the Tampa Bay running back. Goes to Jay from Razball. I know there's a lot of talk about Jacquez being the guy while Doug Martin uh, goes through whatever he's got to go through. Uh, but he didn't really get a chance to do much in Atlanta. I don't know why we think he's going to be the guy in Tampa Bay. Who wants to take this? Who wants to talk about Jacquez Rogers? I like Jacquez Rogers. I think the guy's going to get 30 touches. I mean, that's what they did to him all last season. There's a possibility that they keep him over Doug Martin. I mean, at that point, what's the risk? You know, he's definitely at least starting. Um those first few games. So, yeah, I mean, I, I feel just a okay about Jaquiz Rogers there. And, um, I, you know, I'm not a big Doug Martin girl though. I don't know how everyone else feels here. I feel like he's probably one of the most inconsistent fantasy players and real players in the national football league. So it would not surprise me if they decided to go with the consistency of Jaquiz Rogers, especially when you consider all the, everyone else that they have in the passing game. So, but, but I'm going to say something though. Everyone's so high in Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. They had two of the lowest adjusted completion percentages in the National Football League last year, below Blake Bortles and Eli Manning. So think about that for a minute. They also have to improve. Uh, I think we're a little ahead of ourselves here. They're going to have to run the ball in Tampa Bay. They're just going to have to do it. And we know he's at least starting with the job, and there's nothing saying that he doesn't keep it, at least for a little while, within the season. I'm going to have to uh, hang up the hosting uh, role for this uh, in the fourth annual Blog Talk Radio Expert League because clearly, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to talk about Jacquez while. Uh, oh, you're not saying that because you're on the clock. 
You wanted to just hand it over. We got a new, there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> I'm just saying Brandon's bringing it. Uh, she could be the host of this thing next year for sure. Uh, but go ahead, jump in with Jack was Rogers. I mean, I, I kind of agree. I think he, he's been kind of mediocre over his past two stops. Even, you know, I'm a Chicago guy, even when he was with the bears, but I mean, he passed the eye test. That guy's running for his life last year. And Dougie Martin, I don't think the team really likes him. I can see him being out in, in a matter of moments. We all want Sims, Chris, to be great in, in, in moments of uh, no muscle hamster. And he's just never really done it. Maybe one little sparkle of, of being a PPR third down back. So the jock whiz, if he runs the way I think, the way I've seen him do it, I agree. They're just going to be like, give this this guy's got heart. Give him the ball. Okay. Tyrod Taylor is the quarterback taken at 120 to eat sleep fantasy. Matt Chatham takes Latavius Murray, the Minnesota running back, uh, who will be duking it out with Dalvin Cook to try and keep Dalvin Cook at bay. Corey Davis, the Tennessee wide receiver at 122, goes to the Oracle. Uh, Kevin from the Fantasy Football Guys takes Julius Thomas, Miami tight end. Darren Sproles, the Philadelphia running back, goes to Todd from the Fantasy Sharks. Uh, I like that pick here, Todd. I'm thinking that that offense is going to be throwing the ball quite a bit. And as we know, Darren Sproles is a heck of a receiver out of the backfield. He's on the field a lot, creates uh, a lot of running room the way he uh, is so short and so stout and so quick and versatile with his feet. I think he's going to be an obvious guy to get a lot of catches this year. In PPR, that's the kind of guy I want on my roster. Uh, It's a great pick. I I really like it. 125, Zay Jones, Buffalo wide receiver, goes to D-Rex, a pyromaniac. Derek Henry and CJ Proceis, the picks here for Kyle from Pro Football Weekly. D-Rex, you went with Thomas Rawls, so you took the other running back in Seattle. Talk to me about the Seattle situation. Uh, You know, let's see if Lacey can get it done. I'm nervous about that guy. And then Procise went, I think, picked before we were were going um, with CJ. But that's just such a great running team, great offense to be on for the running back position, high injury uh, issue. And let's be honest, Procise is more of a split-out wide receiver slash third down back. So something, let's say Rawls wins the job outright. It's a great pick. Let's say Eddie Lacy wins it and either gets hurt or is is unaffected. I think Rawls has shown that when he's healthy, um, he's another guy that's a gamer. He's going to run hard. I don't know if that plays out for a 16-game season, but if he's starting, I like starting him. At pick number 129, Todd, uh, you went with the first defense off the board, the Broncos, D. Well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that these guys – I'm going to want to prove that last year was uh, an aberration. You know, the fact that they didn't playoffs, I think they want to come out and prove that, yes, they are still a great defense. They've got a lot of great talent on that offensive line. Obviously, the, the defensive backfield amongst the best in, in, in the NFL, if not the best. I think they come out and try and prove themselves in a big way this year. The next pick is Philip Rivers to Kevin of the Fantasy Football Guys. Robbie Anderson, New York Jets wide receiver to the Oracle. 
Matt, I'm assuming this pick is uh, because somebody's got to catch balls uh, in the Jets offense. Yes, uh, someone is going to have to catch the ball. But uh, in addition, I do like Anderson as a talent. I know that he was undrafted last year, but at Temple, he had uh, when he was healthy, he had one very good season. And then he has uh, I wish he were thicker. You know, I wish he were like six, three and you know, 220 as opposed to six, three and 205. But, uh, you know, he does have good height and he has very good speed for his height. So he ran a 4.3840 in his uh, pre-draft workouts. So he can uh, he can go deep and get the ball. I think McCown is the type of guy who does like to throw deep. They're going to have to throw a lot and they're going to have to throw to someone. And Anderson is really the only player on the team who has, uh, you know, some sort of continuity with what they were doing last year. Matt Chatham goes with Marvin Jones. Uh, so I believe he now has the uh, duo there in Detroit. Is that yeah, right, that's, Matt? That's a hedge. That's a hedge. I, I don't know which way they'll lean, and we'll figure that out a few weeks into the season. We'll play the one that's playing. That's <laughs> getting the touches. <laughs> Eat Sleep Fantasy, Jeremy Hill is the pick at 133. Jack Doyle goes to Jay from Razball. Uh, Matt from Fantasy Football Almost Daily. I think this right now would be considered the pick of the draft. Ben Roethlisberger going at 135. Two other Steelers went in the top 10 uh, or top 14 at least. Somebody's going to be responsible for getting them the ball, and it's Ben Roethlisberger. We've been saying for a long time at uh, Fantasy Football Almost Daily, if you're the last guy in your league to take a quarterback, you're doing it right, especially in a one-quarterback league. The last quarterback off the board is Ben Roethlisberger or Marcus Mariota or Jameis Winston or Matthew Stafford. Uh, you're, you're still in great shape if you're taking your starting quarterback as the last one off the board and, and Roethlisberger's there late. And it's like, all right, it's time to do that. Jason Witten was my pick. Uh, so now I have a backup tight end at 136. Giovanni Bernard goes to Brandon of Her Fantasy Football at 137. Taylor Gabriel goes to Doug. At 138, Sterling Shepard goes to Chris of the Keepers. Chris, uh, Sterling Shepard seems to be the uh, odd wide receiver out, no? Yes, he does. It's a little bit, I mean, I look at my wide receivers right now. I have Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, Demarius Thomas, Deshaun Jackson, and Eric Decker. I don't know if Sterling Shepard is going to find his way into the starting rotation very often. But if there's a matchup I like where Sterling Shepard may get some targets, he's a guy that I can slot in very easily. If not, and he plays well, I could always use him to trade. I'm kind of not that deep at running back right now, so I'm kind of trying to explore some potential trade opportunities to get a running back. Joel Hennard goes with the Patriots defense at 140. Curse you, Joel. Uh, But then uh, takes the first kicker off the board at 141. Anybody want to defend a kicker pick this early in the draft? No. No. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, way too early to be taking a, pick, a kicker, especially Justin Tucker. I mean, I know he's accurate and all, but I don't know if Baltimore is exactly going to get you the most points out of the kicker position. We'll see. One never knows. That's why you don't take a kicker this early. Uh, Chris from the Keepers goes with the Texans defense. Doug from DFSR gets Carson Wentz, the Philadelphia quarterback. Uh, Brandon mentioned Cooper Cup uh, earlier in this show. Uh, she does end up with him on the her fantasy football team. Uh, I uh, noticing a run on defense, jump on board and take the Seahawks D uh, fantasy football almost daily takes the Vikings D 
Here's where Jamal Charles goes to Jay from Razball. And since Jay can't join us, Brandon, I'll bring you in as the Broncos fan here. This is why I was a little surprised with your CJ Anderson pick because of the Jamal Charles action. Well, I think that the Jamal Charles action is, um, and uh, let's say optimistic, but I'm not quite sure how realistic it is. Uh, I'm, I'm getting the impression that it's still going to be CJ Anderson regardless. So, um, but I think Jamal Charles is a great pick there because it's all upside. We all know that his ceiling is, you know, the best in the league. I mean, let's be honest. And there are very few people you can say that about. Um, you could say the same thing about Adrian Peterson, who's also going low. But um, you you have to wait until these guys are value. And in Jamal Charles's case, he was supposed to play last year and didn't. So it's a little nerve-wracking. Uh, they want him to do something there. Um, but I am under the impression that even if he is healthy, that he is not going to be a three-down back ever in uh, Denver. So that just isn't going to be a possibility in the way that he was other places. All right. Eric Ebron is the tight end. Uh at 148 to eat sleep fantasy uh, football by football goes with the defense, the chiefs defense uh, at 149. Josh Doxson goes to the Oracle. Uh, the fantasy football guys get Cameron Brait, the Tampa Bay tight end. I was considering him earlier when I went with Witten. Um, I just, uh, there are still a lot of questions in Tampa Bay and there are some new targets for James Winston to throw to. Yeah, well, he's a he's he's our backup, dude. I mean, we're we're planning on playing Julius Thomas most of the time because he's back with Adam Gase. You remember when he was with Denver with Gase in Denver with Gase? How well he did? We're kind of counting on that. So hopefully, Braid only sees the the starting roster once a year. Anquan Bolden is pick number one fifty two. Cardinals D off the board at one fifty three. Kevin White one fifty four. Uh, along with Dante Foreman. Both those guys are now part of Pro Football Weekly Fantasy. Steven Guskowski, uh, as we start kickers here, D-Rex going with the kicker. Uh, Todd also going with the kicker and Matt Bryant. Uh, those are two very high-scoring kickers. Um, the fantasy football guys, Kevin takes Jamal Williams, the running back from Green Bay. Talk to me a little bit about this pick here, Kevin. Well, you know, I really like Ty Montgomery, but I think that they're going to, uh, you know, he's not really a running back. We all know this. I mean, he's done well so far. I'm just not going to convince. I'm not convinced that he's going to be able to to sustain, um, you know, that position throughout the course of the year. He never had more, I think, than ten touches last year, more than ten handoffs last year. So, you know, if they want to, especially as the weather gets colder. Um, you know, I, I think they're going to need a traditional, you know, north-south running back, and Ty's not that guy. Next pick is DeAndre Washington, the Oakland running back. Uh, Matt, the Oracle, uh, is this the guy that uh, I'm going to need to talk to you about uh, to replace Beast Mode? Uh, that would be the guy, except I'm hoping that he's going to be one of my starters in week three. Hmm. Well, well. I guess we'll have to see about that. We'll have to see. <laughs> no, it's, you know, it's one of those situations where uh, I'm, you know, I'm not trusting Marshawn Lynch. He's obviously talented. Uh, I think a borderline hall of famer. And uh, you know, there is some evidence that uh, guys of that caliber who have taken a year off, it's happened before uh, Regan's <laughs> with the Redskins in the eighties. 
you know, he sat out a year, came back, had an MVP caliber season, multiple seasons after that. Adrian Peterson did it. It is possible that Marshawn Lynch could be the old beast mode. But, uh, you know, I think it's pretty it's pretty safe to take a guy like DeAndre Washington in the later rounds, uh, just in case for some reason Marshawn Lynch isn't the old Marshawn Lynch of uh, of previous years. And, you know, DeAndre Washington, I think he's going to have a built in role anyway as a receiver. And I think he's better as a runner than people give him credit for. Matt Chatham uh, goes with Mohamed Sanu, the Atlanta wide receiver. I, I like that pick, Matt. Uh, I also like Eat Sleep Fantasy's pick of Matthew Stafford at 161. Another another great value pick here this deep in the draft. Jay from Rasball gets Chris Thompson, the Washington running back. Alvin Kamara, the Saints running back, goes to fantasy football almost daily. Uh, I go with Cole Beasley. Um, since we added the half-point PPR, I, I do like the slot receivers quite a bit in this type of format. Obviously, I like them a lot more in a full-point PPR, but even with the half-point, I'll take Cole Beasley uh, for the production that he's going to provide me. Austin Hooper, the Atlanta tight end, uh, her fantasy football. Jonathan Williams, the Buffalo running back to Doug DF, DFSR. Uh, Shane Vereen uh, goes to Chris at the Keepers. Robert Woods and Kenny Stills, the two wide receivers, end up on Joel Hennard's team. Uh, Charles Sims, the Tampa Bay running back. Chris, the keepers. I guess this is the guy, um, Chris, that I'm looking at in terms of uh, the running back that uh, will possibly get the rock a lot more than Jacquez Rogers. I certainly hope so, because that would then give me that depth at the running back position that I've so desperately needed. And I look at Tampa Bay as a team that hasn't been able to really figure out their running game in the last couple of years. And if you're looking at their offense, it's the one thing that you're concerned about. They have the quarterback, they have the receiving core. They've just added a rookie tight end in OJ Howard. The running game has been what they've been missing. And it's either going to be Jaquiz Rogers or Charles Sims, because I look at Doug Martin and I'm over him at this point. I'm done with him. I've gone with him before. It's been a bust. It hasn't worked out for me. I'm not looking at him as a legitimate option anymore. So I'm hoping that it is Charles Sims. But for Tampa Bay's sake, if they want to have to be able to play in the postseason and go on the road, they're going to need a running game. And it's going to have to be one of those three guys that breaks out for them. Brashad Perriman goes next at 171. Uh, Brandon, Eli Manning falling to you at 172. Is this your starting quarterback or your backup? No, this is my backup to Zach Prescott. That's right. I think Zach's an easy start every week. Yeah. So uh, for me, I I don't love Eli Manning. I would have taken Andy Dalton, but they have the same bye week, Dalton and um, Prescott. So that wouldn't make a lot of sense. So, uh, so Eli was my next guy. I don't know. I'm not high on the Giants. So, um, I was surprised. Usually I have one East Coast homer in every draft who's like, no, man, this is Eli's year, man. Eli's year. And then I take him early. So it was fine to get him where he was. I, you know, was, I, I, he, he got negative rushing yards last season. Um, and that doesn't mean anything for his fantasy points. But what it does mean is that he can't move in the pocket at all. Like Tom Brady can still shift around. Like he's and, and he still actually goes in for touchdowns, but I mean, like he's he's able to move as a human. Uh, Eli is not, so I am worried about him. But I'm okay with him in week eight as my one t- or um, in week six, the one time at the beginning of the season that I need him, I feel fine. Uh, I go with T.J. Yeldon, the Jacksonville running back. 
as far as I've seen, Leonard Fournette is still behind on the depth chart. I do expect Fournette will ultimately be the guy, but Yeldon is a pass catching guy. Uh, and in a half point PPR, that's going to still get me some points. Speaking of which Rex Burkhead is next uh, on the list going to fantasy football almost daily. Although I think Matt has sort of nailed it there. Uh, it's going to be a week by week choice with the running backs. And there's another Patriot running back that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Uh, and Matt Chatham is going to talk about that with me. JJ Nelson, uh, the Arizona wide receiver at 175. Tavon Austin at 176. Adam Vinatieri, another kicker off the board. Matt Chatham. Uh, taking his former teammate, 177. Kenny Colliday uh, goes to Matt at the Oracle, uh, having a big – he had a big day today. Yeah, and, uh, you know, part of this was maybe uh, anticipation that someone else would want to draft him because of the big day, but I've been on him for a long time. He was a fantastic producer in college. I think he has an opportunity to emerge as a red zone threat with Detroit, and – you know, I like Golden Tate and I like Marvin Jones, but I'm not sold on them as being number one type of caliber receivers. And I think Galladay does have that potential. And, uh, you know, he's a rookie, so it's unlikely that he's going to do much. But there is that potential that he could be big. And uh, I like betting on guys who have good college production, great size, great athleticism and uh, a quarterback who likes to throw the ball. James Conner, the Pittsburgh running back, uh, goes to Kevin at the Fantasy Football Guys at 179. Dan Bailey, the Dallas kicker, goes to Todd uh, for the Fantasy Sharks. Andy Dalton, the quarterback, goes to D-Rex. Joe Williams and Deshaun Watson end up on Pro Football Weekly's team. Uh, Marlon Mack, the running back from Indianapolis, goes to D-Rex. Matt Prater, the kicker for Detroit, goes to Fantasy Sharks. Curtis Samuel, the Carolina wide receiver, goes to Kevin and the fantasy football guys. Is this uh, basically we're all drafting upside at this point, right, Kevin? Yeah, it's just upside. I mean, you know, it, it was between him and Tyler Lockett. And, you know, Lyle asked me, you know, who has the most upside? It's got to be Samuel between those two. We've seen Lockett not do a lot for a couple of years, but I think Samuel has an opportunity to carve a little uh, niche there in, in the, the Panthers offense. Yeah, actually, I really like that pick. And uh, for me, I was actually going back and forth between whether I wanted uh, Galladay uh, or Samuel. Uh, you know, playing in the Urban Meyer offense, uh, he really was, Curtis Samuel really was a Percy Harvin type of player. Uh, but on top of that, he has Percy Harvin type of athleticism, similar body type, uh, similar speed, good agility. I really like that pick. Dustin Hopkins, the kicker, goes at 187. Alan Hearns, Jacksonville wide receiver, 188. Robert Turbin, the running back from Indianapolis at 189 uh, to eat, sleep, fantasy. Darius Stewart, New York Jets wide receiver to Jay at Razball. Friends just don't let friends draft New York Jets. I don't know. At 190, I guess you can't fault them. Antonio Gates, the 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 going to be Hall of Fame tight end at 191 uh, to fantasy football almost daily. Matt Chatham, this is where I want to bring you in. Uh, you talked about earlier about the Patriot running back situation. I am very afraid of this pick. I took Dion Lewis. Mm-hmm. I don't think Dion. I think Dion is the one that's on the outs in this crowded backfield that the Patriots currently have. 
Uh, it's a, it's a really interesting topic, Jay, and I, I think I think you're safe taking him that late because I think he's going to have a role. Uh, I'm just not certain. Here's the thing that will affect it, and you know, you and I will both be watching this as this the four preseason games go away. But I'm I'm a little less hesitant to think they keep a third tight end uh, as good as the the Hollister kid did the other day. Uh, you know, he might be a stash or an IR. Or, you know, get the Foxborough flu or whatever. But the reason I think that matters is because they are so freaking loaded at backs. Uh, but Dion looks healthy, and Dion looks the back to where he can be a game changer, in my view. Looks like the old, the old guy from from you know before the knee injury. And I, you know, this is the year after you come back, and you kind of expect more out of him. We had to interview. He, he was one of the the guys given to us for for pregame interviews last week, and dude is is as focused as I've been around him. He seems serious, a little chippy, a little chippy in, in part because, you know, there's all those new guys that have been signed around him, but this guy was one of the most electric guys in the NFL just, to, you know, a couple of years ago. And then he had the knee injury. So, and he, he, he spoke of, of being, uh, you know, basically weak and knowing he was weak and wanting to just plan it all year last year and knowing it wouldn't be his full deal but just the competitiveness he wanted to be out there. But now to a man, to even talking to some of the coaches, like he's back, like this is, he's back to who you remember. So I think the more, the challenge there, if you've got him on the back of your rosters, figuring out the games where he's going to get used. Uh, Burkhead's the the curveball, and, you know, he went off the board even earlier. And, you know, I know he's going to have a special teams role, so you kind of sort of figure he'll be up. But then it becomes, well, Gillisley has this lingering hammy. Is he involved? Is, you know, who, who's the who's the the horse? And, and you don't know it. So it's going to be – they're going to be a frustrating team to, to kind of watch. I've got James. You've got – somebody's got Dion. You've got Dion. And I, I think someone's going to be used quite a bit. It's just it's just a little uncertain who. Uh, and Brandon Bolden, we mentioned him too. We just saw that the other night. He, he was he, – he got a ton of touches, and they love him uh, as a special teams guy who can come in and pass protect and – catch a ball or two in the screen game and be productive too. So it's a team that's got a lot of backs. And I think they might keep all of them. I mean, as best they can, it just, hmm. it cuts down on the amount of tight ends you can keep. I think that's, that's probably your, your most direct correlation and how the roster would swing. I would say the one thing for Dion that could save him. Uh, and I, and I asked you this on Twitter uh, about the kick returner uh, yep. that the Patriots have. Dion does return kicks. So that could be perhaps the way that he saves his role on the team. And his other competition, presumably at that position, would be uh, the 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 guy who struggled. We all know that the the cornerback Cyrus Jones from from Alabama, and he he's trying to find himself a role. And the kick return didn't go well the other night. In addition to the other stuff with defense and a couple of blown coverages, so uh, that inadvertently helps Dion. To be honest, you know they they need a stable guy back there and somebody that can bring some electric plays. And if it's not going to be the second round corner that you stick around for that cause it opens the door and I that that could be a role he'd do really well Devin Funchess the wide receiver from Carolina goes 193 to her fantasy football Doug from DFSR takes Tyler Lockett Chris from the keepers gets Joe Flacco Jay Cutler the new Miami quarterback goes to Joel Hennard at 196 he also takes Nelson Aguilar at 197 uh, kickers here Cairo, Cairo Santos from Kansas City then Mason Crosby from Green Bay, the Giants defense off the board. I take a backup defense with the Panthers at 201. Juju Smith-Schuster, the rookie uh, speedster wide receiver from Pittsburgh, fantasy football almost daily. Caleb Sturgis, the kicker from Philadelphia at 203. Jaguars defense off the board to eat, sleep, fantasy. 
Um, it's an interesting pick here uh, at 204. OJ Howard, the Tampa Bay tight end, one of the Tampa Bay tight ends to Matt Chatham uh, at 205. Bengals defense uh, at 206. Chris Boswell, the kicker at 207. Sam Bradford, the Minnesota quarterback, goes to Todd, uh, Fantasy Sharks. Todd, Sam Bradford, I know, is a backup, but uh, uh, not worried at all. Uh, probably have no worries needed for Teddy Two Gloves coming back. Well, no, I, I think they're probably going to uh, side on a, uh, or err on the side of caution, as it were, and let him recoup to full strength and get a feel back for the game. Uh, I don't think you want to rush him when you've got him uh, under contract uh, for a couple years. Uh, and Sam Bradford, actually, uh, NFL record, 71% uh, completion uh, percentage last year. And he had a full year to practice with the team, full training camp, full offseason. Uh, I think he performs very well this year. And it doesn't hurt to have Dalvin Cook receiving uh, some catches out of the backfield. No, no, it doesn't. Uh, Kobe Fleener, the New Orleans tight end, goes to D-Rex at 209. Will Lutz, the New Orleans kicker, goes to Kyle at Pro Football Weekly at 210. He also takes the Falcons D at 211. Jalen Richard, uh, the Oakland running back, goes to D-Rex at 212. Tim Hightower, San Francisco running back, goes to Todd of Fantasy Sharks at 213. Steelers D off the board to the Fantasy Football guys at 214. Carson Palmer, nice pick here for Matt the Oracle at 215. That's a nice that is a nice pick uh this late in the draft here, Matt. Yeah, so I was definitely waiting on quarterbacks in full disclosure, I was uh doing another draft while we were doing this one, so I missed <laughs> um the uh, the pick in the uh, 14th and 15th round. And so I was planning on taking Palmer earlier, uh, you know, because I'm without a quarterback and accidentally auto-drafted a, a kicker and a defense. So I thought I was pretty lucky to get Carson Palmer as my starter in the last round. Mm. Uh, I didn't realize at this point you were without a quarterback. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that is some very good luck for you. Uh Torrey Smith at 216, the Philadelphia wide receiver to Matt Chatham. Josh Lambeau, the kicker for the L.A. Chargers of San Diego. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Eagles D goes to Jay from Rasball. Sebastian Janikowski, the kicker for Oakland, goes to fantasy football almost daily. I take Phil Dawson, the Arizona kicker, uh, at 220. Brandon McManus, the Denver kicker, goes to Brandon Williams. What a surprise. Her fantasy football going with a Bronco. Uh, if it's not a Bronco or a Brown, I mean, what other team is there for you, Brandon? I mean, really, really. Actually, it is our, our kind of like um, fun tip that we always say on Her Fantasy Football is that um, if we, we are anti being homers like you, Jay. So we say to take it all out. But if you're going to be a homer at all, it should be your kicker. And for, our, for us, our kicker can kick 75-yard field goals. So that works out. Yeah, that, that is true. Uh, and you do get extra points, but not at 75. That's 50 plus. So anyway, uh, Ravens count, count. <laughs> it does, does. Uh, Ravens D goes to Doug at DFSR 222. David and Juku, uh, the tight end for Cleveland, goes to Chris at the Keepers. And Mr. Irrelevant is Rain Gal- Wayne Gallman, the running back for the New York Giants, 
to Joel Hennard. At least he made him a real Mr. Irrelevant. That's that was nice of Joel. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone uh, that has listened to the show. I want to say thank you to all of the podcasters participating in this third annual fantasy football expert league. This is a a real joy and I I love doing this and we'll of course feature all of these podcasts at blogtalkradio.com. You can listen to any of these podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher or TuneIn or AHA Radio. The best part about TuneIn, ladies and gentlemen, is if you have one of those uh, Amazon Alexas, all you need to do is say, Alexa, play the latest episode of, insert the name of your favorite podcast there, and uh, Alexa is going to play your podcast as long as it's on TuneIn Radio. So uh, enjoy listening to your favorite podcasts in that way. Uh, I am going to step out. Uh, This is the point where all of the folks that are participating will say a few words to their audiences. Uh, But I say thank you to everyone. And with that, there you have it. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, the Blog Talk Radio Fantasy Football Experts League draft. Hope you enjoyed listening to that. It It was a long draft, although it went a lot quicker than I thought it was going to go, especially with 14 teams uh if you are interested in following along with my team yeah i'm gonna have to make some i'm gonna have to make some trades here uh i don't feel very comfortable at all with the team that i have uh especially at the running back position i'm very weak at running back we'll have to wait and see about Dion lewis but uh, my thoughts on Dion have been uh, noted uh numerous places not just on this podcast but also at musketfire.com where i've been a contributor for that fan-sided site so uh, if you want to read more about my thoughts on the patriots musketfire.com is a great place uh, to check out some patriot related information uh all right well that does it for this specific uh special episode uh as you know you can follow the next fan up podcast all year long we have at least two podcasts a week one that's recorded on sundays available for you first thing in the morning on mondays and then one that's recorded on thursdays that's available for you late thursday afternoon uh previewing and reviewing every game from the perspective of the super fans 32 super fans each one representing their team no other podcast out there presents that type of in-depth uh view of the nfl in any perspective uh so hopefully you understand that share that with your friends and uh have a good laugh along with us send us emails nextfanup at gmail.com we love to read emails we love to interact with you folks out there uh because we are fans just like you uh so we want to bring in that interaction you can tweet us at nfu podcast and of course our facebook page facebook.com slash nfu podcast has all of our uh all of our podcasts and our website nextfanup.wordpress.com uh, is where you'll be able to see all of our previews written out uh, by each and every super fan representing a team the buccaneers and the lions still not represented so if you're a fan of either of those teams nextfanup at gmail.com will bring you right on the podcast and you can be the representative for those two teams all right uh that's gonna do it for this episode Talk to you again soon. There you have it. Next week will be next week. Today I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to go back home and, and hang out.